shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Looking through red and black lenses, it's In The Red with Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, it's just gone 7 o'clock and uh, it's obviously a great day in Queenstown because looking at him on the camera, it's sun's out, gun's out. Justin Marshall, uh, mate, cutting a fine for you. You could still be out there running around. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very kind, Ricardo. I think probably the lens is doing me a few favours, but uh, <laughs> it has been a beautiful day here in Queenstown and um, I happen to be out on the Jacks Point golf course today and I think about... The third hole, you, so you basically climb uh, from lake level up the course to the very top. And about the third hole, I could look down onto the Jacks Point uh, rugby field that's here, which both the Blues and the Crusaders are using. And I uh, saw those teams sweating it out um, in the hot, hot sun. Lots of noise, lots of enthusiasm. And I thought to myself, I feel like I'm in a better place than them. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> Loving being on the go. How'd you go? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it's a tough old course, Jack's Point, but uh, on a nice day with not too much wind, um, you can shoot okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, put it that way. And uh, sometimes I can come off the golf course and totally have not enjoyed it. But today was one of those days where it was good fun. Yeah, nice, mate. That's good. We had uh, Guzzler on the breakfast show this morning, and uh, he mm. was saying that uh, apparently, is it Russell Coots has got an 18-hole course on his property that's uh, just opening up, and the Chiefs is apparently going, going there for a pedal today. Were they really? Apparently, yeah. I, I know um, Russell Coots reasonably well, too, and I uh, did an interview with him a couple of years ago on my um, barbecue series on Sky, and he did invite me to come and play, and I actually haven't taken him up on that offer yet. But yeah, Guzzler's absolutely right. He's got his own golf course up on the Crown Range. Apparently, it's pretty spectacular. So uh, they've managed to achieve what I haven't managed to achieve <laughs> in two years since that interview. So good on them for doing that. I saw also the um, this afternoon uh, as I was finishing up um, a couple about eight or eight to ten of the Highlanders, including management as well, out on the golf course. So they must have got their hard work done this morning and. Um, we're getting some recreation and some afternoon sun um, at Jack's Point too. So it looks like golf has been a big winner down here in Queenstown today. Yeah, indeed. Feels that way, mate. Feels that way. And coming up on the show, uh, given that In the Red is all about the Crusaders, we're doing exactly what you'd expect us to do, and we're getting the Blues coach on. But he is a former, cru- a former Crusader, mate, a former teammate, Leon, Leon McDonald coming on. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we are all about Red, and we are all about talking about the Crusaders, uh, we sort of went through quite a review process of their performance uh, yesterday. Um, and today, obviously, we're looking at the week ahead. Um, however, uh, getting him on, um, having sat back and watched the weekend's game, will be quite interesting to get Leon's thoughts on what he thought of the first round. And obviously, they could, could only sit back and watch. Uh, and you're bang on, mate. He still has red and black in his, in his system, believe me, even though he's very passionate about coaching the Blues and coaching them to winning titles, we'll still call him, a, well, I'll still call him a teammate and a Crusader teammate. That's good. And we'll talk more about the Crusaders in a minute. But right now, it's time to go to Ben with uh, the Crusaders headlines. Thanks, Ricardo. The Crusaders have had their Round 2 Super Rugby Pacific match against the Highlanders brought forward by 24 hours. The match was initially scheduled to take place this Saturday under the roof in Dunedin, but instead will take place at 5 past 7 on Friday night. The move was part of a reshuffle to the Round 2 schedule to give Moana Pacifica the best chance of being able to play their scheduled match against the Chiefs. 
Moana Pacifica's first round match had to be postponed due to a COVID outbreak in the camp. The Crusaders sit third on the Super Rugby Pacific standings after their 42-32 win over the Hurricanes on Saturday. Crusaders coach Scott Robinson highlighted discipline as a major issue in the win as they conceded 14 penalties with two players getting yellow cards. That is your latest Crusaders news. Back to Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball in the studio for In the Red. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's interesting. We did highlight that on Sunday, Marshy. Uh, obviously, the rugby run show that we do one till three on a Sunday. We talked about that last 20 minutes and the, the fact that Crusaders wouldn't have been happy, the penalties, and the fact they let the uh, Canes back in and gave up that bonus point. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm not surprised to hear Razor come out and, and show his disappointment at their discipline. Um, it, it was definitely something that was costly for them. It didn't cost them the match, but like it never... It, they made sure that the, the the Hurricanes never went away. They were always there, and a side like that, with if you have poor discipline and you continue to keep them in the game through giving away um, needless penalties, then they're a side that can come and bite you big time. So he'll be relieved that he got through that game and didn't suffer more devastating consequences to to that huge penalty count. So, look, we we also discussed uh, with, with Jace Ryan. It was great to have him on the show, the scrum coach for the Crusaders. In general, not only did they lose the penalty count stat, they lost just about every other stat as well, apart from tackles made, where <laughs> they nearly made twice as many as the Hurricanes. So a few, not concerns, but a few things to think about for the Crusaders leading into this training week and into their game against the Highlanders on now Friday night. So a shift in the game for them. It's going to come up a day quicker than what they were th- thinking it was when the draw came out. Yeah, which is going to be interesting. I'm keen to ask um, uh, Leon McDonald about that from a coaching point of view. What does that do to you when they take mm. they take 24 hours out of your prep week? You know, um, and how do you how do you manage that? Because I, I think that that must be for a coach. It must throw you know tear everything up, throw it in the bin, and start again. Yeah, well, absolutely right because they do plan their week around their their process of how they get through everything they want to get through in the lead up to a game, and, and that includes the review, the recovery process. Um, is a big part of that now, making sure that the players, when they do hit the training field after uh, you know a competition game, are all ready to train and in, in a good headspace and, and physically feeling good. Um, so you usually plan your week out like that. So that all gets shuffled around as well. You probably have to cut into that recovery a little bit because the turnaround's quicker. So lots of things to think about. Uh, so yeah, it does um, throw a, a little bit at them that they weren't expecting, but you know, I think given the way that the season's unfolded so far and the fact that they're not sitting in their home uh, homes at uh, their, their given provinces or cities, uh, the unexpected just keeps being dished out. And I think it's just the way of the world at the moment. And they're very good at coping with it. Yeah, they are. What, what did you make of, I mean, he's a guy that's obviously going to get talked about a bit, but Pablo Matera, um, his, his debut for the Crusaders in a competition game because... I look at him and think, well, he's a great player, but he was a he was a, he was a big fish in a small pond, if you like, and he probably wouldn't have had the intensity of rugby week in week out that he's going to get playing in this comp. Absolutely, look, he's a, he's a high quality player, one of the world's um, premier back rowers in the last five or six years, uh, and you know his pedigree and is, is very much um, unable to be questioned because uh, some of the uh, work that he's done and getting himself to that um, pedestal has, has been outstanding. And we've seen him uh, against the All Blacks. We've seen him for the Haguaris, uh be just a devastating ball runner, a hard, 
uncompromising tackler and I don't expect any of that to change. Probably a reasonably quiet game by his standards, uh, his first hit out, but it can always be that way when you're a new face and, and a very successful team, as you mentioned. Uh, you probably are pretty keen just to slot into the rhythm rather than upset the rhythm. I thought he probably was playing within himself, but did enough to make sure that he was contributing his what, what his role was to the team being successful. But I also think it's probably a bit of a feeling out process for the Crusaders as well, exactly where they want to use him and in what jersey they want to use him. He was on the blind side at the weekend. He has played a lot of number eight. So I think it's exciting to see him in this Crusaders outfit and in a New Zealand franchise team. And I think as the season develops, he'll grow as a player and he'll learn about the way loose forwards play the game in this country. And as somebody that's played a lot in the uh, in the halves and uh, you know dictated play for teams, what about Fergus Burke? That was one of my question marks coming into the season for the Crusaders. Was you know they're going to be missing Richie Mwanga for at least three games at the start? And you know um, I, I looked at Fergus Burke's season last season. He didn't maybe have the the stellar season you would have hoped. Uh, and and the backup I don't think is exactly um, you know in the in bright lights either. Um, so what did you think of Fergus Burke's run at 10? Yeah, well, you, you're quite right. I think in the last couple of years, um, Fergus Burke has, has been sort of in, in the background and uh, potential is immense uh, as Canterbury and the Crusaders and in that general area seem to do. They have a bit of a knack of <laughs> um, bringing uh, some pretty high-quality talent out in that 10 jersey. So... Obviously, he was sort of sitting behind Brett Cameron in the picking order there for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Brett Cameron sort of um, went out of favour with uh, with Canterbury and with the Crusaders. And obviously, he went to the Turbos this year. And Fergus Burke got a lot more opportunities. I thought he had a really, really good Bunnings NPC campaign. I think um, that was good for him, enabling him to be selected in that, that Crusaders squad. And, uh, you know, to answer your question um, really briefly now on, on terms of his performance, I thought he was very good. Uh, his goal kicking was excellent. Um, he played uh, the game in the right areas for the team. Um, when they needed to be playing territory, he played good territory. Uh, his decision making was very good. Uh, and I think the direction he gave the team was outstanding. And uh, let's face it, he didn't have anywhere near the amount of ball that he would like um, because, again, the, the Hurricanes dominated territory and, and possession, but the ball that they did get, they used so effectively, and and that's how they managed to, with such limited um, opportunities, put 40-odd points on a, a very good team. So that goes um, to show that the generals were doing their job, and uh, he was a big part of that, and uh, he'll be really pleased with what he put out there on the park at the weekend. And no doubt he'll be getting another opportunity off the back of that performance, I believe. Yeah, that would be interesting to see if Simon Hickey gets any more time as well. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it could be great developmentally and uh, a, a silver lining for that uh, cloud for the Crusaders and uh, you know being forced to play him and actually uh, working him into some sort of form and getting him to prove himself. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to uh, Leon McDonald about that and a few other things because the Blues coach, the former Crusader, is up next here on In the Red on SENZ with Ricardo Paul.
Paul, Justin Marshall, every Monday night, 7 till 7.30. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. In the red, talking Crusaders rugby with Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. It's just gone quarter past seven here on In the Red. We do it every Monday night, 7 to 7.30, just talking Crusaders Justin Marshall and myself, and what better way to uh, finish a show just talking about the Crusaders than by having the Blues head coach on, uh, Leon McDonald. G'day, uh, Leon. How you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks, guys. It's a story. Right. It's a story. How did it feel, Super Rugby kicking off, and uh, you having to be sit on sat on your toad watching other teams? Yeah, it was. Um, it was a funny feeling actually. We because um, we were obviously hoping to, to play, and and it got um, cancelled pretty late. So. Yeah, we feel like we've been left out of the party a little bit, and um, but it is what it is, and it gave us an extra day to train, and, and um, yeah, now we're just, yeah, can't wait to play, really. We're players of over, over-training, they're ready to play. Leon, it's your old sparring partner, Marshy, here. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Um, firstly, uh, you say that you're a bit over the training. I thought you guys would be a bit over golf. Holy moly, you've been playing some golf and you've been down here. How's your dusty swing been going in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, we have played a little bit of golf, but we um, it's sort of the life of living in the bubble. It's golf or nothing at the moment, so even the non-golfers are playing. Um, and it's generally, my, my game's got worse and worse every time I've played, which is often the way with golf face <laughs> and stuff. I'm going to YouTube for, for solutions, and that's, also, that's not a good strategy sometimes because I've changed my swing every swing. So, yeah, it's not great. Hey, uh, as Ricardo mentioned, you had to sit back and um, and watch the first round unfold last week. Um, let, let's say, for example, because we do talk the Crusaders uh, on the show, we'll use them as an example. When you're sitting back watching the other games, what what's your mindset? Are, are you looking to see, I, don't, I guess, individuals that are particularly playing well, or are you trying to figure out their game plan, or is it neither of those things? You just sort of watch and see what tempo they're playing at and, and how you would play against them? Yeah, a little bit. Like they were, um, obviously they're playing the Canes and that's who we've got this week. So you, you're looking at, um, trying to sort of see what they've targeted and what they've seen um, and opportunities and seeing if you've seen the same things and, and whether it lines up with your sort of your initial um, your initial sort of thoughts around where you want to attack and um, anything that worked around them. But this general trend, like pre-season can be a little bit misleading, so you're sort of looking at the Hurricanes and going, is it the same sort of things that we're seeing in pre-season or is it quite different? But but really, we've got our own way of playing and, and 80, 80 to 90% of, of what we talk about during the week is, is our game and it's only really 10 or 15% um, the opposition. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but yeah, a lot of it's just really reconfirming what we already think. I know you're very um, methodical in your planning for the season and we were just sort of discussing the changes that had been thrown upon you. Obviously, the Queenstown experience, uh, taking you taking you away from home and your fans is never easy, I guess, because you want to make a statement in the competition in front of your crowd at your, at your home stadium. But equally, when, when they throw things at you, like uh, having to not play last weekend, there's been changes to the draw this week. How much does that throw you out, or do you pretty much have plans for everything that they can chuck at you? <laughs> no, you can't have a plan for everything. Otherwise, you'd have um, you spend your whole life making plans um, that might not eventuate. And we sort of we did that in the first lockdowns. We thought we'll come up with every plan so that if something happened, we're ready to go. But we sort of found that it burnt us out, and we just decided that we're going to be really good at reacting quickly. And um, we sort of had an inkling that we're going to be cancelled, so we did have a plan B 
for that and um, we tailored our week um, so we, we were able to, to adjust to both pretty quickly but I think the best thing is having an open mind, not getting too wound up around these things when they hit you and, and um, just being really flexible and moving on and um, we're really fortunate, we're from Auckland obviously and there's a lot of COVID up there and being in Queenstown it, it nearly guarantees us um, that we're going to play which is what we want, if we, you know, as soon as we go home, um, again, we're not sure what's going to happen from week to week, and, and um, there's going to be a lot of lot more disruption. So at least we know that we've got a game ahead of us, which is which is as good as it's going to be really this year. Well, look, looking at your squad, it's an impressive squad, Leon, um, and, and congrats on piecing that all of that together. I would imagine though, it's going, it's going to cause you some headaches in, in terms of selection. You've had a couple of preseason games now, but it's competition time. Um, obviously, there's some excitement machines in your side and, and obviously everyone talking about Roger Tuivasa Sheik. Um, hard to pick a side for this week or is it, um, is it has it pretty much made itself obvious to you? Yeah, it's, it's been pretty difficult, but not not um, only probably in a few positions. Um, yeah, look, look, it's, we're, we're really pleased with our squad and I think the challenge this year is going to be... Um, at late notice, you know, we might have four or five players out. So if somebody's got COVID and then all of a sudden four guys have got COVID, we might be making a phone call on Thursday or Friday and our team's rearranged and, you know, the depth of the squads are going to be critical. And um, often we spend a lot of time looking at, um, you know, the guys that aren't in the starting team, they'll, they'll sort of run as the opposition. But I think this year it's going to be slightly different. Everybody needs to, to learn our roles really, really thoroughly. Um, because you might get that phone call late at night and, and all of a sudden you're playing and that flexibility of of um, you know changing players at late notice and all those sort of things are going to be really relevant. So depth of the squad is going to be really critical and um, you know that's what we're sort of thinking about at the moment is how do we make sure that we don't we don't the wheels don't fall off if COVID hits our team. Oh well, you had an outstanding year last year and uh, it was impressive watching the Blues really grow. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you get started this weekend against the Hurricanes um, in Dunedin under the roof where conditions will be favourable to, to play the type of rugby I'm sure that you want to play. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. And just by the way, so that you're aware, my son's been out and about scaring the golf courses that you guys have been playing. And I tell you what, he's come up with a hell of a lot of balls from that too. So if you want to buy some of the back, just drop me a text, mate. I've lost, I reckon I've lost 20 Pro V ones. This, this trip has been the most expensive. And most of them I've been borrowing them off my mates anyway. So not, yeah. I reckon you can get a sponsorship going through that many, Leon. Absolutely. <laughs> Might have to get you sponsored. Hey, um, just before we do let you go, um, obviously this is a Crusader show. You're a former Crusader. What did you make of the red and black um, in their first week of Super Rugby? Well, first I didn't realise I was coming on a Crusader show. Well, I might have declined, declined the, the kind offer. But um, look, they were the Crusaders. Um, I thought they were efficient. And, and um, maybe they'll be a bit frustrated that they probably took the foot off the throat at the end and let the, the Canes back into the game because that's sort of an area they pride themselves on. But um, I thought they did. Um, you know, the first 30 minutes they controlled the game to they through their, their ability to recycle the ball and build phases and apply pressure and all that sort of Crusader stuff that you talk about year after year. So... Um, yeah, they'll be relatively comfortable with their performance and know that there's still plenty to work on, like um, probably all the teams this week. So, yeah, they're underway. <laughs> they're underway, mate. They're underway indeed, and you get underway this weekend. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Leon, and uh, yeah, best of luck to your boys against the Canes this weekend.
Awesome. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Go well. Cheers. Uh, Leon McDonald, the, the Blues coach with us here on In the Red, our Crusaders rugby. We've already had people, Crusaders fans complaining that we got the Blues coach on on the text machine, Justin. If, if hey, you, come if... on. They, those Crusaders one-eyed supporters <laughs> sometimes, they got to recognise that he was probably one of the, if not best fullbacks we've ever produced coming out of uh, the, the Crusaders franchise. So, um, you know, you, we, we've had... Uh, I guess Crusaders bouncing around um, all over the world, haven't we? You think mm. of Robbie Deans, you think of our major at the moment. Um, he's been down the Highlanders um, and a lot of them coaching other sides. I think it's good and healthy for the game. They were successful um, in, in the time that they played in the jersey and the knowledge that they bring to those other sides does make you think, oh, I prefer it to be in Christchurch or with the Crusaders or with Canterbury, but uh, I think it's good for the game. Well, we should also talk, um, before before we uh, wrap in the red for this week, Marshy, about mm-hmm. our uh, Smith City uh, SCNZ tipping comp. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I created a, uh, a competition for us uh, just called uh, SCNZ Host that anyone can jump in. Uh, and I noticed that you got five from five, so well done, first week. Uh, the perfect record, and the only thing that's separating you off top spot is, you know, you had to pick a margin in one. Uh, well, yeah. Sean G goes under the name Gutty, uh, nailed his margin, so his his margin points is zero, which ma- makes him the top uh, the top man there. He's on, he's at the top. Is he Dag? What? He's an eighth because he's got thirteen point differential. You got a sixteen point differential for your margin. Okay. What 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 was the margin? It was on the Chiefs game, wasn't it? It was on the. I thought it was. Wasn't it on the Waratahs Drew game? Yes, oh, it was too. Yes, yes, it was too. So yeah, yeah so okay. uh, so there you go. But uh, plenty to work on, mate. But uh, we should get your picks uh, for this week. Of course, uh, we got a got another another round coming up uh, starting on on Friday night, mate. Uh, what are you What are you thinking? Yeah, but first of all, for those people out there who are listening, considering I'm sitting not far from the top of the table. Um, Take what I say with a grain of salt because I think I did change one of my picks later on in the week from what I told you. So what I wrote down is not what I said on the radio on Monday. But anyway, I'll go through it anyway. So I've um, I've got the Chiefs. Yep, the Chiefs are up against, against uh, the Moana. Um, Moana Pacifica. Yep. yep. Uh, I've got the Reds who are playing the Waratahs. Yeah. Um, I think that's in Sydney, so that's a big call because. The Waratahs were reasonably impressive last week, and they've, uh, they've beaten the Reds in preseason. And I know preseason doesn't yeah. always mean everything, but that's uh, that's interesting because the Waratahs were a long way off the Reds last season. Agree, agree. Um, I've got the Brumbies who are up against uh, the Drua. Yep, nailed on. Uh, now, next one. Do you have to ask me the next one? Uh, Highlanders Crusaders. <laughs> no, I don't have to ask you that, mate. <laughs> okay. By how many? By how many? Oh, it'll be tight. I think um, the, the, the Highlanders will bounce back after that performance last week. Tony Brown would not be happy, and he'll be um, kicking a few chairs around th- this week. So I would say 10 points. 10, okay. 10 yeah. points in there. And then the Blues-Canes game. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Blues. Um, an impressive hurricane side last week, but I think the Blues, um, you know, with that firepower that we just spoke to Leon about, uh, they, they're going to be a pretty hard team to stop this year and uh, I think they'll have too much um, too much uh, talent there for, for the Hurricanes but that's going to be a cracking match Yeah that'll be huge mate, that'll be huge looking forward to that one, good stuff Marshy another week, oh, uh, hang on, done and dusted Oh, we got one more. I missed one. one. Rebels Force. Written down here somewhere. Yeah Rebels are playing the Force. Actually the Force pushed the Brumbies all the mate, way didn't, didn't they? they? Wow. Yeah, that was a great. That was a. That actually turned out to be a great game. It was one that I kind of was like four o'clock Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon. Am I going to bother watching two Aussie teams? Uh, you know, to be honest, I, I had a bit of that me about me. And, in fact, 
I didn't think the Brumbies deserved to win, but that's rugby sometimes, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, yeah I've gone for the force this week. I hope they don't let me down. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. They looked pretty good. So uh, they probably drew one, and they, they certainly showed more than what the Rebels did against the Reds. So I, I think you're on to a winner there, mate. Good stuff, Marshy. Go well. And, uh, yeah, gun, sun's out, guns out, mate. Work on that golf. Work on that tan. You're looking good. We'll uh, catch up with you on, uh, on Sunday on the rugby run, eh? Thanks, Ricardo. Thanks for all those listeners out there. Enjoy your week. Yeah, we'll do. This is the in the red, Justin Marshall, Ricardo Ball. We do it every Monday, 7 till 7.30 right here on SENZ.